0: To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash pod.
1: So, I am here today with a very special guest. Please welcome Deshawn L. Harrison, who is here to talk about their new book, Belly of the Beast, The Politics of Anti-Fatness as Anti-Blackness. Deshawn... Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming today.
0: Yes, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
1: You are such a multi-hyphenate. Um, people may have heard <laughs> of you from your work with Where Your Voice or like n- a number of the advocacy efforts that you've done over the years. But um, what I'm really excited to talk to you about today is that the, the argument in your book and the sort of position that your book takes. So I wanted to start us off with actually just talking about what is anti-fatness? And and we can kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. So I think that um I love this question. And it's it's also something that I am offering a, a more formal definition of in a chapter that I'm writing for an anthology. But essentially, like anti-fatness, what I'm what I'm naming is that anti-fatness is anti-blackness, right? Which is to say that like if anti-blackness is what creates the world, right? And and this iteration of the world and, and is what gives meaning to everything in it then that means it sort of functions as like an outline or or a paradigm of sorts um, that sort of produces like this illogical or these illogical experiences for for people. And in this case, for fat people. So anti fatness is like. The, a sort of framework that helps to sustain anti-blackness that that is produced by anti-blackness as a way to ensure its sustainability and it's you know it's what determines who lives and who dies right and and right um, and who is criminalized who's penalized who's objectified and so i think like that's like a, a general definition of, the, of, of what anti-fatness as anti-Blackness means, what it means for anti-fatness to be anti-Blackness. Uh, but, like, you know, it's, it's all of the varying social, cultural, institutional, global structures or, or global instances under which, you know, fat folks are harmed and abused and subjugated. And in particular, it is specific to Black fat folks.
1: Right and I think what's so important about this too is that the so the entire sort of foundation of American Healthcare, which is arguably the standard of capitalist healthcare, which we've then exported um, to the world in a very colonial way, is oriented around the the medicalization of like the management of bodies. And I think what's really important is that often when we talk about uh, anti-fatness or fat discrimination within the realm of medical discrimination, it's kind of at this really distance perspective where people will sort of, it's like it gives the vibe of the very 90s sort of, oh, we're, you know, we're colorblind. We're like in a post-race reality where you have people sort of engaging with the um, body politics of fat phobia in healthcare, but there hasn't really been like a lot of work that actually tries to then like deal with the intersection of how that overlaps with anti-blackness. Can we talk a little bit about how this dynamic, which is incredibly violent um, and and pernicious. And once you start to notice it, it shows up everywhere. Right. But let's talk through some scenarios of how this works out in, in health access and healthcare.
0: Yeah. So I think that part of what my book is, is arguing is specific to fat black trans folks, right? So, for instance, fat trans folks in general, fat black trans folks more specifically, are paying two to three times more for gender affirming surgeries than, than their thin counterparts, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that's something that I think a lot of folks are are not super aware of, but for 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 the folks who are able to to you know afford to pay for um, these surgeries, oftentimes through crowdfunding for a lot of black folks, they're forced to pay like a higher amount than those who are thin. And I think that's a really, a really big instance of of how this sort of functions in the medical field, specifically for for trans folks, because for so many trans folks, those surgeries are really significant, right? Um, And so what does it mean if, this super significant surgery that helps you to feel affirmed in your body is something that is that you're having to pay twice as much for or three times as much for solely because of your BMI. Right. But I think like with regards to BMI, like then we have to get into the, the anti-black history of, of BMI and, and where it comes from, how it operates. Right. And, and acknowledging that this, this singular Belgian man <laughs> use, use French, French men as a sort of determiner in this enlightenment era for what the ideal body is. And that becomes the thing that we use 300 years later as the thing that determines who is and is, and is not quote unquote healthy. Right. right. But, then, but then even beyond, even beyond <laughs> that, right. And I, and I'm, I'm saying French men, but to be more specific really is cis thin white men. Right. Um, but then you have to go further back than that when you're thinking about sort of the, the origins of, of the medical industry in general. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode when it drops. With love, The Death Panel.